some things that you know if it hadn't been for the Lord who was on your side. Let me hear you say he Right, I am Kevin Turner. Uh, my hometown is Peoria, Illinois. I've been in Birmingham for about 35 years and uh, worked at UAB for 22 years. The founding director of the UAB Gospel Choir also taught music business and uh, began the class for African-American studies called the History and Study of Gospel Music. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And in today's memories, we're going to get taken to church. This is the UAB Gospel Choir which over the years has become one of the university's most recognizable campus groups. In the 25 years the Gospel Choir has been around, they've had about 4,000 people come through the program. They've performed all over the country and the world, including having shows in the UK, Amsterdam, and the US Virgin Islands. They pack the Stevens Center out pretty much any time they're performing there. And to cap it all off, they've even gotten to perform on stage with Stevie Wonder. Check this out. You know, I wish I could have been there. Anyway, Stevie Wonder may have been the star of the show that night, but after a couple of decades of performing and representing the school, the choir has taken on an identity all to itself. They've actually put out three albums of their own, including this one, called Legacy in 2011. But the guy at the center of all of it, the rehearsals, the performances, the recordings, is the guy who was there when it all started. Dr. Kevin Turner was the founding director of the UAB Gospel Choir and is always a big part of their performances. Now, he's a really smart guy. He's taught classes at UAB in music business, history of gospel music. He's even done a webinar for PBS about gospel. But it's on stage, leading the gospel choir, where you really see him in his element. Kevin Turner, in a word, is a rock star. He's one of those people who are absolutely perfect for their career. And leading the gospel choir to where it is now has been a huge part of his life. But the way he tells it, it took him a little convincing and more than a little help to get it started. This was the brainchild of uh, the former chair, Dr. Henry Pena III. At the time, he was uh, building the music department, and he brought three things, well, four things. Uh, he started uh, building a marching band, and then uh, he added uh, to the curriculum uh, opera workshop, jazz studies, and gospel choir. And so, um, believe it or not, I was uh, headed back home because I had 
pretty much figured I had <laughs> did all I could do here. And then uh, he asked me to come start the uh, gospel choir and the gospel program. And there was interest in joining it pretty immediately. Lots of interest. I stepped out to go get something, and when I came back, I couldn't get in the room because it was so many people in there. It was over 100 people uh, who had signed up for gospel choir. And then if you think that was crazy, we used to have something called, um, <clears throat> I forget the name of it, uh, where we offered courses to the community. So then we started offering uh, uh, audit no records kept classes to the community. So one time we tipped the scales at 215 in the choir, <laughs> and that's how we ended up uh, in the recital hall downstairs because that was the only room large enough to uh, to hold us. And uh, 22 years later, over 4,000 students had been uh, recruited and uh, attracted to the UAP Gospel Choir. Dr. Turner spent most of that first year fine-tuning the structure and logistics of what was becoming a very large choir. His friend and his department chair, Dr. Henry Panyon III reminded him of that every once in a while. I remember one time Dr. Panyon told me uh, we were working on a, a project and we were conversing. Then he walked out the door and he, he turned back around. He said, you know ain't nobody working on this but you, right? <laughs> That's when reality sits in is that then you have to become detail-oriented. You have to see what it, in your mind you have to already have a... a, a a vision of the completed project and then work backwards towards it. And that's what we really became good at. It took a while to get the choir where he wanted it. But once they got into a groove, so to speak, they started to branch out. My first year, I behaved. The second year, it was all bets off. You know, man, we were singing on uh, TV, pro local TV programs, doing jingles. One of the big jingles that we did for a TV station called WABM was ABM68, I like it. And right then the choir just doubled. <laughs> and when we sang at schools, people were re requesting that we sing a commercial. <laughs> we weren't one year one year old before Dr. Panyon came and said, uh, hey, let's do a live recording. <laughs> so, okay. And the Stevens Center was, the paint hadn't dried yet on the Stevens Center. We were at the old Hill University Center, not the big multi-million dollar center there that, that stands now. And we packed out that place. I mean, we had so much fun. And back then I was in the fog machines and stuff like that. And, um, I'll never forget it. I, I, we, we did the recording, brought in a, a mobile recording unit from Atlanta, and uh, <clears throat> the stage seemed so huge at the time. And then as time went on, the stage became so small. <laughs> and then uh, from that, uh, when it, it makes your job easy when students start recruiting students, start bringing uh, their classmates and their roommates. You know, you got to get in the gospel choir. You got to get in the gospel choir. And as the choir got bigger and their reputation got bigger, the gigs they were doing got bigger, too. Our, our first big gig was on campus uh, doing, you know, a lot of high-profile things with the president. And uh, then we sang with Stevie Wonder. And uh, that just was like, okay, all bets are off now. You know, we, you can't tell us nothing. We're, we're seeing you with a, a, a musical icon. And, and that particular night, uh, Stevie Wonder sang four and a half hours. 
didn't take a break. <laughs> and we were at the end of the program singing this uh, song you wrote called Conversation Piece, and it was about midnight <laughs> when we got finished. And then the next morning, we did a recap at a uh, uh, TV station at seven o'clock in the morning. So, so it, it was it, it was pretty pretty crazy. But 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 you know what? I, I wouldn't change it for the world because those opportunities uh, are, are are what students will take with them, you know, the rest of their lives. And that memorable performance with Stevie Wonder really stepped things up for the choir. And after doing something that big time, you'd think they'd have trouble finding other things to do to follow it up. But performing with Stevie Wonder opened a lot of doors. It just like the floodgates opened up. You know, we, we did that. We Next thing we're doing something for Alabama Power uh, with uh, First Lady Barbara Bush is there. We're singing with Lee Greenwood, proud to be an American. <laughs> then uh, 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 we brought Daryl Coley, the late Daryl Coley, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, uh, open for the Clark Sisters. Uh, back then we used to have a a big musical festival downtown called City Stages. And boy, we used to just turn that place out. (laughs) The Gospel Choir has had a laundry list of memorable experiences over the years. They've done multiple tours and even got featured on one of America's most famous daytime talk shows. I I get a phone call from Media Relations one day. They say, hey, uh, Al Roker is coming to town with uh, NBC Today Show, and uh, they want you to be on there. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, okay, we can do that. You have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. You have to, we start rolling at seven. And <clears throat> uh, we sang live on campus to five million viewers. And then I wrote a song called Linda Hand because the, the effort that he was uh, doing was called Linda Hand. So that guaranteed that our song was going to make it <laughs> uh, after a. Uh, you know, well, if if anything else got cut, it wasn't going to be us. It was an early morning for the gospel choir, but Turner was convincing. Uh, I, I bribed him with cake uh, and, uh, last night for the rehearsal, and I bribed him with biscuits this morning. <laughs> As volunteers unloaded trucks packed with supplies, and the gospel choir closed out the show. But it wasn't always about the exciting shows. For Dr. Turner, the gospel choir was much more about giving his students a chance to experience what the music industry was like and to help set an example for younger people that might want to do the same thing. Always be aware that you are, uh, you never get a second chance to make a first impression that you are representing the university, you're representing gospel music, you're representing black gospel music, you're representing uh, <clears throat> people who don't know you, you know, they'll, uh, They'll, they'll, they'll always remember and remember you. And I always made sure that, that when we went out is that we didn't just do the, the glamorous things, but we, we, we went to the you know, less fortunate neighborhoods. So then so the kids could look up and see two, three buses sitting out there and like, wow, maybe I can go to school. Maybe I can be a teacher. Maybe I can uh, want to go to UAB. <laughs> uh, I've had four bosses, four different chairs, and all of them were like, uh, <clears throat> you know we only pay you just to teach, you know, and you know you're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know they're not paying me to to do this, but it, it's uh, it, it's some, some kids had never seen snow, 
never seen the ocean, never seen Lake Michigan, never seen the Magnificent Mile <laughs> in Chicago, uh, never sang and had people screaming and hollering, you know, wanting their autographs, <laughs> wanting to buy their CD with them singing on it. And, and you can't, you know, uh, you can't put a price on that. The legacy of the UAB Gospel Choir extends far beyond the stages they've performed on. The accessibility and opportunity that the choir provided was always a big part of the group's DNA, and that was by design. Dr. Turner never held auditions for people to join the choir because he believed that improvement was the ultimate goal. If you wanted to pursue a career in music, the choir was a place to give you a taste of what it was like and to make sure that you weren't the same person when you left as you were when you got in, and to learn that whatever you want to be successful at, it all takes hard work. It was my goal that when students left is that they left. If, if you want to do music for a living, whether you want to be a producer or artist behind the mic, in front of the mic, is that you left with a resume, that you were exposed, you know, to those types of uh, events and saw what it took. Uh, we, we, uh, the first time that we sang uh, in Las Vegas, you know, um, we, any night that we weren't singing, I went to the shows to learn about lighting and stage lighting and and, uh, and took students with me. And when we came back, everything changed. <laughs> White curtains, black curtains, lighting, uh, timing, and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, and believe me, Las Vegas is, is America's playground. If you want to learn about the entertainment business, you can't. You know, I mean, that's just second to none. Then that just changed everything. Because when we did uh, New Soul City, the live recording for that, you know, uh, some people were taken because the, the, <laughs> it was a neo-soul project. So when people came in, it looked like a club <laughs> with the fog and the haze and the, and the you know, just it just it took on that. But, but it's you know, when, when you're at a place like UAB, you never quit learning. You never quit. You know, it's it's all about the journey, not really about destination. You know, about the destination. One thing I learned about is that uh, doing things is that when you have an opportunity, not just to do a uh, an event, uh, but autograph your work with excellence. You know, your 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 this gig is your last gig until your next gig. And I wanted to instill that in the students so then they could really see what it takes. You know, a lot of times people would come to our concert and they say, oh, they join, you know, sign up for choir. And they think that what they saw on stage just magically appeared. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and then to, to have an opportunity to see what a stage plot is, what a sound check is, to, to uh, sing in a $30 million facility, you know, with tickets and people uh, paying $5 to come here, you sing, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and and, and I, I just found out that is that uh, when you get an opportunity to, to do uh, a job like that, autograph your work with excellence, you know, and then uh, <clears throat> it, it will produce another phone call. It will produce another engagement. And after all the engagements Kevin Turner has had during his time at UAB, there may still be another one on the cards. He's since passed the choir director's position onto someone else, but the 25th anniversary is next year, and there's talk of him making another appearance. Maybe. He still hasn't made up his mind. But Dr. Turner's amazing career at UAB 
is another example of someone taking an opportunity and running with it. Through the growing music department at UAB, he helped create an institution that will keep on rolling for decades. And it's created thousands of fans and changed thousands of lives along the way. I'm Will Shingleton, and today's UAB memories are about finding your voice. (laughs) 